gonna kill, 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 kill the free birds. Gonna kill, 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 kill the free birds. <laughs> Welcome to episode seven of uh, the A Show. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> um, Chris Decker leading us in um, with his cover of a song by the Dead Von Erics. <laughs> Who are a, a legit punk band from Texas, per our guest tonight, Jason D'Agostino from Not Another Sports Podcast. Hey, Jason, how you doing? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for being on. Before we get started, first matter of business, fought in 1-1 right here. 1-0. and oh. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, like 1-4, because it was 1-5. <laughs> but first victory... Durlines three, Deckers one, and I thought it was because of the boop boop a doop. I was gonna say you guys catered to all the indie marks. We were we were fucking trying to be cool as fuck and nobody got it. We're ahead of our time. Catering to the indie marks how? With C P Monk? Or with nine one one choke slamming Damian Priest five times? Yeah, uh the match between uh El Generico and uh El Generico and Sami Zayn. Uh I almost called him by his real name, but Orange Cassidy <laughs> against, uh, oh, I can't even remember right now. We have Orange Cassidy and Santino. Santino. I was going to say Colcabana, but again. No, you, you, you almost called, well, that wouldn't have really, well, no, we did, we did have Orange Cassidy and Colcabana at the GSW oh, break, Arena. Yeah, break, break the barrier. barrier. Yeah, that was great. Hey, anybody that um, hasn't listened to done. Matt's episode of By the Numbers with Brute Vance like, Go out of your way and listen to it. It was fantastic, especially if you've, uh, you know, if you if you were familiar with any uh, GSW stuff. Um, Jason, he didn't bring up any of your commentary. I apologize for that, but you know, we can only do so much. No, you're fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> your three episodes of GSW side. Uh, I was like, it was it was that really it was a good there was that hot streak in 2015. <laughs> um, let me, can I just jump in here quick and, and read verbatim a text I sent to Matt while listening to the last show? Okay, sure. Uh, I said, oh my god, I love this fantasy world where CM Punk has a magical sense of humor to team with CP Monk. He's coming to, he's going to AEW on Sunday. <laughs> but I got, I got the scoops. Man. Did you get it from, from Paul White? I did. I got it from Paul Black. <laughs> He's he's really the well, Why was it wasn't Rob Black? <laughs> <laughs> so with that oh, said, Jason, <laughs> please take a moment and introduce yourself to our listening audience. Uh, yeah, I'm Jason D'Agostino. Uh, I'm one of the co-hosts of the Not Another Sports podcast. Um, also, as Chris alluded to, I did do some commentary for GSW back that's, in That's how I met you. That's how I met you. And I was like, oh, you're cool. I think, I think somebody's like... Yeah, he's Brad's friend. And I'm like, oh, he's nice. <laughs> Brad's friend, Matt's friend, Joey Image likes me a lot for some reason. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Image knew you. Are you. Now, refresh my memory real quick. Are you in Tamaqua? No. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm in Williamstown, which is um, the border of Dauphin County and Schuylkill County. Oh, my Lord. So you're near, like, Tower City? Legit the next town beside me. Oh man! See, that's good. You want to know why, Matt? Because I have my big ass map at work. <laughs> <laughs> so from episode two with 
Pete DeLong and George Gatton. We still have a group text going to this day. And today, Decker was so excited about his big ass map that he shared it with all of us. It did. It was great. <laughs> I, I love I love maps. Like somebody's like somebody asked, I think my wife asked, he's like, Is your is your job like your dream job? I go, Well no, it's not my dream job. They're like, Do you like your job? I go, Oh fuck yeah. Like like I like I I don't know, geography kicks ass and like the fact that I get to fuck around with it all day, it's great. That's it's cool. just it's just the constant changes. But now that's me ranting because I'm fucking exhausted. It should be noted that when we met Jason, he was a ticket purchasing fan at oh. EGW. Okay, I knew it. I, I knew there was an EGW tie-in, so I said to Monica. <laughs> I knew it. I knew there was something about it. Um, don't wish living on Tamaqua on anybody. No. <laughs> first no. and foremost. Um, Big but Papa Jason, is real, would be real upset to hear that, Matt. Big Papa Pete would be very upset. <laughs> but then he would just get shot on during his tag match anyway. Poor, anyway. poor guy. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, Jason became integrated with the group and eventually uh, would ring announce and would do some commentary and just became one of the guys uh, just from being around and, and just hanging out and absorbing and soaking up knowledge. And now he gets to draft 1989 NWA WCW per his request. And Jason, why don't you let everyone know why you picked this particular year of promotion? Is it because in August 1989, Scott Hall's nickname was Gator? <laughs> No, but that's a great nickname. Um, uh, no, I'm, I probably am a bigger old school fan than I am anything post 2000 outside of like Ring of Honor or MLW right now. Um, oh wow. I was going to say that's very specific. Yeah. I don't watch a whole lot of the modern product. Um, just cause it's kind of, it's not my thing anymore. Uh, and I'm cool with that. <laughs> um, but I think 89 NWA, they had a really good roster, a fairly big roster for them at that time. Uh, and they were really just a hot streak at that moment, you know. Do you know what's really awesome, Matt? So every time we go, go on here and do it, somebody explains why they picked their thing. Everybody, like, it really is an idea of everybody's just got their own favorite brand of ice cream, man. Because it is like everybody just likes different rosters. Going back to DJ, like, in 1992 for – you know, certain reasons and stuff like that. And this is an explanation for 89. It's so cool. That That's one of the coolest aspects of doing this every, uh, you know, every two weeks. Definitely. And what we're going to do tonight is we are going to draft 1989 NWA WCW. Uh, the order will be Jason, Chris, then me. Uh, we have now started to institute the stepdad rule, which is to a two trade maximum after drafting has concluded. We are going to call that the stepdad rule. Stepdad rule. That that's, that's official. Yep. Maximum of two trades um, must be completed after the draft ends, but before the commercial break. Um, round seven is the wild card. You may pair your wild card with a member of the current roster, but you may not pair wild cards from different rosters together. You can't, like, mishmash them. And the wild card is anyone that was active during the year that we are drafting. You may draft tag teams or six-mans or stables. Uh, if you draft people together, they must be used together. For example, on episode one, when Decker drafted 
Um, what was it? La Parca and Del Porto Riquelme together? <laughs> <laughs> or that's, that's so bad. Or on the episode with DJ when you drafted um, Masahiro Chono, I believe, and, and Ole Anderson and Ole the Anderson together team to ever live. <laughs> So, so we will draft until we are done drafting. There is no set number of rounds. When we're done, we'll take a break. We'll put our cards together. And we'll come back and announce our cards to you. After that, when the when the episode goes up, we'll have a poll on our Twitter at the A Show on CKCC, and you can draft or you can vote for up to one week for who your favorite card was. So, with all that out of the way, with all that out of the way. There is no clock, but Jason, you are on the clock. Let's kick it off. All right, I'm going to take the Steiners and the NWA Tag Team title. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. For my first pick, picking the world champion, Ric Flair. Okay. Got to be done. Got to be done. Well, that only mildly changes my plan a little bit. So for my first pick... I am taking Arn Anderson. Let me move back to you, Jason. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, for my my second pick, I'm going to take Sting. Oh, okay. There you go. That's a good pick. All right, jump back on this bad boy here. I was looking up stuff for my uh, wild card. I'm I'm gonna go a certain route here. Okay, my number two pick, if this fucking tablet works, my second pick is gonna be <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I was gonna pick Shane Douglas, but I was like, no, that would <laughs> That would be dumb. Um He he picks up the Western State Heritage title and goes, and Larry's a this <laughs> And they can all kiss my behind. <laughs> yeah, <'cause it's> like <laughs> because it's on TBS and you can't say ass. Right. Oh, okay. You know what? Can I pick the trio of Sweet Stan Lane and Bobby Eaton and Dennis Condry? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Damn it. You I can't say my idea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> with Cornette, with Cornette. All the Midnights, I call this team. Oh, that just <laughs> killed one of my ideas. Damn it. Oh, fuck oh. you. <laughs> I, I am very sad now because <laughs> that oh. kind, of, kind of botches my wild card a little bit. Um, <laughs> Who are you going to pick? That that other geek? Like fucking, uh, who did Conjury team up in the, the OG Midnight Randy Express? Rose. Randy Rose, right, right, right. What was his What was his deal? Was he a uh, what, he what, what like he did he tag with Dennis Condry? Him, Condry, and Norvell Austin were the original Midnight Express, and I want to say in Southeastern in like eighty one and eighty two. All right, I'm gonna take that guy too. <laughs> You're taking all four of them. Take it all four <laughs> and Cornette. Well, good luck using them all together. Uh, <laughs> Damn. I'll find a way. With the NWA television title, I am taking Muda with my second pick. Oh, good pick. Nice. Okay. Uh, with my third pick, 
I will take the NWA United States champion Lex Luger. Oh, awesome. Luger's the fucking man. <laughs> oh, and he's not trying to get his t-shirt off. That is true. Okay. Alright, so now that I've done that, let me see here. There, okay, there's that. You picked the Steiners already? Yep. <laughs> I was like, oh man, they can go get the varsity club and blah blah blah. This, this is this is me trying to be like, oh, what can I do here? What if I do that for my third pick? I am taking. Oh, he took Sting too. Son of a bitch. Uh, Sid Vicious. Nice. That's a good pick. And my third pick is going to be Barry Windham. Sorry, I'm 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 thinking at the moment. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, let's see here. Oh, that kills that idea, doesn't it? Okay, I will take Terry Bam Bam Gordy, Jimmy Jam Garvin, and Michael P. S. Hayes, the fabulous Freebirds. Oh, are they all on there? Son of a bitch. That's that's the first one I was looking to look for. I was like, I can't find Terry Gordy anywhere. I believe you though. And then there goes me taking Doc and Gordy. What the fuck? <laughs> See, now I feel bad. <laughs> All right, for my next pick, I'm picking the Funker. Nice. I wrote Terry Funker because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, I have to say something. Last episode, you mentioned about spelling Michael. Do you know how many times I misspelled Michael typing oh this up? <laughs> fucking hate it. It, oh it was one of those Millhouse moments where I'm like, I someone understands. <laughs> this is what it's like when doves cry. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to, with my fourth pick, take the Road Warriors. Oh, great pick. Great pick. You just want that pop, that's all. Uh, let's see here. All right, I'm going to take the Samoan SWAT team of Samoan Savage, Savage, Samu, and Fatu. I was very close to picking Samoan SWAT team as my next pick, but I found something better. Uh, next pick is going to be Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Nice. He's a family man. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, he retired <laughs> in uh, 1992 in West Point. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> I, I knew that. That's where he was born. That's where he's born. That's right. <laughs> All of the night the Freebirds got back. I am going to take Doom. Oh, good pick. Heard their theme in my head. I want that to be known. Oh, man. Who do I go with next? All right. I will go with Flying Brian Pillman. Okay. Okay. That was a good one. Good call. All right, I have to quickly scan this now. Make sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. Dusty was in WWF at the time, correct? He was. He was in WWF, and I think right before that, or right at no, right before that, he was doing his own thing in Florida. Okay. Wow, I didn't know that. All right, for my next pick, I'm picking Wildfire Tommy Rich. So I'm about f- 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 fired up. That, that's a former NWA world champion. You put respect on that man's name. That's right. Wow, I made some mistakes here. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think I did. I think I'm still okay. 
I'm going to take J.J. Dillon. Oh, good, good one, good one. Now we're up to the wild card. Oh yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't take. Uh, no, it's uh, one, two, on. My my first pick was Ric Flair. Then I took all the midnights. Then I did Sid. Then I did Terry Funk at four. Oh, I put two fives. Yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's been a long day. <laughs> it's been a long two days. Like I usually could do these twelve hour days sitting on my head. <laughs> not, not as easy anymore. All right, Jason, you're up. All right, so it's the wild card time. It is. I'm taking Brett the Hitman Hart, Jim the Anvil, Nightheart, managed by Paul E. Dangerously. Interesting. Wow. Wow, that's a hell of a little thing there. Okay. For the idea that I have, I, I have to scan over this roster and make sure that he was still wrestling at the time. Hold on. I just literally, I literally need just like one fucking name. And he's a he's one of my all time favorites. I don't know if he was wrestling then. God damn it! Yes. Oh, do I? No, I can't do that because I. Uh, all right, fuck it. Uh, my wild card is the tag team of the Crusher and the Bruiser. I was just gonna pick the Crusher, but then I saw the Bruiser was also wrestling in '89. And I'm like, these guys are old as fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, I'm just scanning AWA. I'm like, oh, man. Have you guys ever seen well, – Jason, I'm, I'm sure you have, especially if you're a historical guy. But Matt, you ever seen the AWA uh, documentary? Yes, I have. Fucking the best documentary they ever made. It's It's really good. It's so goddamn good. It's also why I think that Vern and Greg have, like, a ton of hubris, and that's what – Cause the promotion to fold. <laughs> well, yeah. It's <laughs> great that Larry Zabisco also is an AWA. I was like, oh man, like I was thinking of uh, doing AWA champion Larry Zabisco and Western States Heritage champion Larry Zabisco. <laughs> Unify the belt together. No, he's just like he just he's like fucking Ultimo. He just comes out with both of them. <laughs> so right. now well, I am having. He comes out. I am now having a very difficult time with my wild card. Okay. Because my initial wild card plan was to do the Heart Foundation and the Midnight Express. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Wow. Um, fucked in the ass with no lubricant. I I did, and it's it's really, really terrible. So, you like uh, these names some AWA gentlemen? Uh, <laughs> Brad Rangans is still there. The Olympians with, uh, oh, my Ken Patera. Uh, a guy named Tommy Jammer. Paul Diamond. <laughs> How can, oh, I'm not making that joke. <laughs> so, Matt, I was, my original thought for the wild card was the Midnights versus the Heart Foundation. <sighs> Y'all are just... Too easy. You guys can get Coquina Maximus. That's Yoko. I am taking, because I see that they worked AWA together in 1989, I am taking Dynamite Kid, Davey Boy Smith, the British Bulldogs. Nice. Whoa. Pulled it out. Way to go. Oh, apparently Scott Norton made his debut in AWA. Yeah, on May 6, 1989. That was when he's like the Flapjacks dude, right? <laughs> he's Flapjacks Scott Norton, because he ate Flapjacks. Yeah. 
Because he really, really liked pancakes. Fucking, sometimes wrestling rules. <laughs> <laughs> With gray hair Eric Bischoff. Alright, Jason, you're up. Uh, I'm gonna take Cactus Jack. Oh, shit. Was he, uh, he was on there then, eh? Yeah. Was, was he old Jack Foley, or was he, uh... I think he, when he, because he, he came in right from World Class. No, he came in from Continental. So he would have been Cactus Jack Manson. Uh, oh, I see it right here, Cactus Jack, right. Uh, I'm taking NWA Western States Heritage Champion and AWA Champion Larry Zabisco. Love it. <laughs> I called my shot, guys. That was your cue to take Zabisco off me. No, you're good. You can have him. Zebby Sco? Zebby Sco? Is it Zebby Sco? Larry Zebby Sco. <laughs> that's how yeah. You- that's 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 the phonetic way, right? Look, this text on this website is really small. I can't read it. Oh yeah, that's why I put everything into a, a doc. Oh, I should be using a doc. I'm an idiot. I don't know. I'm tired. Um, Zebisco. <laughs> Where the fuck is Zebisco? You know, fuck it. He's just. <clears throat> oh, here we go. Zebisco. Zebisco. <laughs> One of my favorite stories ever is the time AJ the got Irish a Kev with fucking Larry Zbysko. No, the Irish Kev was working for a company that Larry Zbysko had called to request for them to be a sponsor for a promotion he was running. Okay. And Kev was the one that got the voicemail and nice. had to call him back and got his answering machine and called him Mr. Nabisco. Oh. <laughs> With that, I pick hot stuff Eddie Gilbert. Yeah, <laughs> great pick. Oh man. Oh man. It, see, it seems like now it's like, oh shit, we've kind of hit all the the big the big hitters already. All right, I'm gonna take Shane Douglas. Oh, <laughs> hey. I'm t- I'm gonna take the Varsity Club of Kevin Sullivan and uh, Mike Rotundo. All right, I'm gonna take the Fantastics. You would. Not against the Midnights, not Clash One. But still Great a match. all the same. Uh, unaware, uh, Jason, Matt's favorite match. You One know, I, I think him and I have had a discussion about this match before. Um, Matt, can you name ahead. my favorite match? John Cena against Kevin Federline. Oh, you're, that's, that's, you're, I'm so upset at you right now. <laughs> For reference. Favorite match of all time. Uh, hair versus mask. I, oh, I knew that. Octagon taking on our party, bro. Just saying. The, the tag match from One Worlds Collide. One of the best tag matches ever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That That is a match I can sit and watch and it flies by. I can watch no matter how many times I watch it. Flies by. Oh, my God. It's so wonderful. I put it one time on a TV, uh, like, because we got smart TVs at work. So I was just like, uh, put on uh, Los Gringos Logos versus Octagon and Elio de Santo. And it came up, and I'm just watching it, and people were just possibly looking at me like I have fucking lobsters crawling out of my ears. They're like, what the <laughs> fuck are you watching? And I was like, fucking Mexicans, give me, leave me alone, dickhead. Jason, you're up. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking here. Uh, I will take Tom Zink. The Z-Man. Although I already feel like I have buyer's remorse. <laughs> <laughs> 
And ten years later, he's going to be ranting with Meltzer about this. Oh, my God. I've listened to some of those. They're awful. They are awful. Good Lord. All right. Okay. Back to the drawing board. Let's, uh, oh, somebody already took Doom, son of a bitch. Yes, I did. Yes, you did. There goes Muda. Coming through here. Yo, I don't know who this guy is, so I'm just going to use him as a jobber, but he's, that's fucking amazing. I'm going to pick the Dragon Master. <laughs> I have no I fucking clue. Totally forgot to put him on the roster. So the Dragon Master was part of a stable no. with, with um, Muda. Oh. Oh, is and... this kind of like a racial slur? Because now I don't yes. want it. <laughs> um, and... It was JTEX. Yeah, the it is made up of Japanese wrestlers and wrestlers from Texas. It was managed by Gary Hart, who I wish I had taken with Muda, but I'm not going to retroactively because Muda does not need him. But you can always have trades. This is true, and I may need them. So <laughs> <laughs> I am going to take the commentary team of Gordon Soley and Lance Russell. Oh, you oh. son of a bitch. <laughs> Is that amazing? Like that, that feels like they can make or break you. Oh, that, that ruins my night. <laughs> then you can't have Soli or Lance Russell. I was gonna have Soli as the play-by-play guy and Lance as the interviewer. Oh man, you could still have uh, Bob Cottle. That I was actually my next pick was gonna be since he took Soli and and Lance. I'm gonna go with the commentary team of Bob Cottle and Jim Ross. Since I like to keep things fresh around here, and y'all know I like to keep things fresh, my commentary team, number 11 pick, the team of Dick Slater, Jack Victory. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I just like saying Dick Slater. (laughs) Uh, With my 11th pick, I'm taking Dr. Death. Shorthand. Their commentary team would be called Dick Victory. (laughs) That's such a bad joke. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to World Championship Wrestling. We've got Dick Victory here. (laughs) Looking at my roster, I think think I'm done. What? After 11 picks? Wow. Whoa. I have five matches. I have, I can only have like three. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have, uh, I have the start of a fourth. So, alright, so that means it's my turn then. Yeah. Okay. Oh. God damn. So I'm looking here. I'm going, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. How about, fuck, he's gone. Uh, Ranger Ross. Nice. He's going to be in the opener. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> uh, I am taking Dan Spivey. Oh, nuts. Okay. <laughs> so you were going to do Dan Spivey against Andrew <laughs> Ross, weren't you? Nah. <laughs> Nah, I hadn't thought about it. I like that he's Secret Service Jack Victory, by the way. Oh, man. 
Okay. For my next pick, I am picking Cheeky Baby. Iron Cheek. All right. And I'm going to take Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh, I should have done Bam Bam. I saw him like 13 times and I was like, well, I'll get him later because <laughs> I'm an idiot. Oh, fuck. You took uh, Shane Douglas. I can't take that. <laughs> damn. <laughs> damn it, damn it, damn it. It was all by design. No one has a dynamic dude. <laughs> Ric Flair just kicks out fucking Shane's skateboard. Like, fuck you, Shane. Stupid haircut. The bitterness begins. Yeah, that's where it starts. <laughs> Yo, like, there ain't much left. Like, Simone SWAT team gone. Fucking Fantastic's gone. I don't want to pick Norman the Lunatic, but I think I'm going to have to. <laughs> uh, Butch Reed gone. Damn it. Zevisco is gone. <laughs> How'd you say that again? Uh, Larry Zevisco. Okay, thank Z- you. Just wanted to make you say it again. That's all. Zybisco. Um, I'm going to take Kendall Wyndham. All right, you can have them. Hey, got to fill up those, that card, baby. <clears throat> I will take Johnny Ace. That was by necessity. <laughs> oh, I am going to take, uh, I was really hoping that said Rip Rogers. It said uh, Rip Morgan. I don't know who Rip Morgan is. Oh, they're both on that. Rip yeah, Morgan. Rip was on, on the roster. Rip, oh, Rogers. Rip, Rip Rogers is on the roster? Yes. Eh, but do I want to take him, though? Really? Like, it was more like I saw it. I was like, yay. Oh, I'm going to take uh, JYD. Grab them cakes. Th- this is like the end of JYD's career. Or not not the end of his career, but like this is the, the waning years. He still had a main event match with Flair on a clash a year later. Get fu- really? What clash? Uh, Coastal Crush? It was like, you say, say Coastal Crush, like, I'm like, of course. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, um, like that's the best part. It's like, like, like it's that, like that card is cemented in my head, like Mania 14 or something. Um, shoot, I don't know what year it is. Hold on. <laughs> it was 89 or early 90. I have the network up, so I'm just gonna. Whoa, that's almost like cheating. I had something on in the background. Nice. Not really looking at it though. Right. Uh, it was Clash of the Champions 11. June 13th, 1990. This is like, so this is like RoboCop era? Oh, this is like, this is like, uh, this is like Black, uh, Black Scorpion era. It's the Dudes with Attitudes era when JYD and Lex and Paul Orndorff and Sting were a, a, a group for a hot minute. If you're gonna trash the great name of Paul Orndorff, we're gonna have words. <laughs> no, I like Orndorff, but Orndorff okay. is not a beat face <laughs> who is a dude with an attitude. I'm a big fan of Paul Orndorff. Great, better pile driver than Jerry Lawler. Hot take. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I might have to concede on that one. Mm. Uh, Matt, your is it your pick or my pick? I it is my it. pick, and I'm taking uh, Dick Murdoch. Oh, Dick Murdoch's on there too. Yeah. So if I want to ask for a trade, when can I do that? <laughs> uh, once well, we are done. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm picking Buzz Sawyer. Uh, and now, now I'm going to quickly see how many matches I have. 
With my final pick, I'm taking Rip Rogers. Nice. The hustler. All right, just give me one second here. You can you can edit this one part out here. I just want to make sure I want to make sure I have a, a like a, an even amount of guys. I don't want to leave guys stranded. They don't they don't do three ways in 1989. Doesn't mean that you can't do a three way in 1989. Matt, please. <laughs> Decker, I, fucking Betty Boop so, wrestled on this last show. Okay, how can you be so uncouth? <laughs> All right, that is six matches. I'm done. All right, we open the door for trades. I was going to say, so for trades, uh, Jason, quickly list off your roster so that way we can get this started. Sure, I have the Steiners, Sting, Lex Luger, the Freebirds of Gordy, Hayes, and Garvin, the Samoan SWAT team of Fatu, Samu, and Samoan Savage, Pillman, Cactus Jack Manson, Shane Douglas, and Tom Zink. What would you be willing to give for Sting. Oof. Uh, would you be willing to do uh, Sid Vicious, Iron Sheik, and JYD? Mm, I don't know about that. Uh, come on! Because <laughs> where I have him slotted, I think that's the best place for him on my card. You don't know that. He's much better slot out of my team. <laughs> <laughs> and what you were uh, offering me wouldn't fit in that slot on my card. I know. I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, I can offer you a double champion of Larry Zabisco as AWA and Western States Air Jack. <laughs> you sound like Rob Cook trying to make a fantasy hockey trade. <laughs> Where he's like, you give me Alex Ovechkin, and I will give you this retired fourth pair defenseman from 1974. <laughs> Ron Hextall. <laughs> Ron Hextall is like a coach right now, right? Uh, he's, is he part owner of the, the, the Flyers? Oh, my God. My, my co-host would kill me right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. David would be very upset with you, first and foremost, for acknowledging Ron Hextall left Philadelphia. And secondly... <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I, well, that's how I found out. I was like, wait a minute. Ron Hextall is not in Philly anymore? I mean, now, granted, he was the goalie in, like, 1998. Like, I get it. Let me... uh. Let me uh, jump in on some action here because Chris Decker. Yeah. I am interested in Ric Flair. The so n- if I have this- a piece that could help you get Sting. No. <laughs> no. You got a better chance seeing God. That's my number one overall. Are you kidding me? I'm aware. What, what am I gonna get? get a, gotta get a conditional next week. <laughs> okay, so Matt, I have I have one for you. Okay. And it's not I don't think it's going to be a lot of a lot of hard thinking on this one. Uh how about Tom Zink for Johnny Ace? No. Oh. I was going to say I'm like wait a minute. Matt doesn't have Flying Brian. So I mean that's not that's not that's not great. Well, I I figured Zink for Ace would be a good one because Zink was at least a higher quality talent at the time. And looking at my card, I think I have a better place for for Johnny Ace than I do Tom Zink. Matt, can you list me your roster? <clears throat> Absolutely. Arn Anderson, the Great Muda, with the TV title. Barry Windham, the Road Warriors, Doom, J.J. Dillon, the British Bulldogs, Eddie Gilbert, the Fantastics, Gordon Soley and Lance Russell, Dr. Dexter Williams, Dan Spivey, Bam Bam Bigelow, 
Johnny Ace, Dick Murdoch, and Rip Rogers. Barry Windham, how many picks is it worth? He is key to a big angle for me, so it's got to be... Got to be something. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, if I gave Realistically, you, if the I only gave thing you, that can replace, replace Windham is Flair, based on my plan. Gotcha. So, so what if I gave you, like, um, like I know it's not a good pick for Tommy Rich, but can you use Tommy Rich somewhere else? I can, but then my entire angle is shot. I give you Tommy Rich and JYD and Sheiky Baby. No, um, it's very important that Horseman be in this angle. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna list off mine. Uh, I'm open and willing, except for Flair and the Midnights, and some other guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, well, I guess the worst I could do is uh, the worst I could do is um, say no. Rick Flair, uh, all four Midnights with Cornette, uh, Sid, Terry Funk, Steamboat, Tommy Rich, the Crusher and the Bruiser. Actually, there's no way I'm going up the Crusher and the Bruiser. You can fuck yourself. Um, Larry Zebisco. Um, Varsity Club, Dragon Master, uh, Dick Victory, Ranger Ross, Iron Sheik, Kendall Wind- Windham, JYD Buzz Sawyer. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can make what I have work. Okay. So. Jason? Yeah, I feel the same way since I can't unload Tom Zink. I uh, want, we can, uh, uh, I mean, Trust no, because where I have him, I'd rather have Johnny Ace in that spot, but I'll explain later. <laughs> uh, I mean, Tom Zink and Buzz Sawyer, it's kind of like a lateral move. Yeah, because at least Buzz Sawyer's a heel. All right. Okay, you want to do that? All right. Yeah, we'll do that. All right. I got Z-Man. You got Buzz Sawyer. Now, Matt. <laughs> now that I have leverage. <laughs> uh, would you take a package of the Z-Man and Ranger Ross <laughs> for Barry Windham I'll, I'll give Barry. you Windham back I'll give you Kendall that doesn't help me Kendall Windham's not a horseman Kendall Windham barely a Windham oh but Windham was Kendall was with Barry and Flair in I, I know thank you Jason help me <laughs> but Kendall has passed away right I don't think uh, so. Passed away? What Wyndham passed away? Blackjack has. I was going to say Blackjack Mulligan, and like, I think that's it. Am I might think maybe Bobby Duncan. Bobby right. Duncan Jr. did. Yeah, okay. West Texas Rednecks. Either way, it has to be, I have to have two horsemen plus JJ to make this work. So Keep in mind, he wouldn't give up Johnny Ace. Uh, you have to have two horsemen. I have Sid Vicious. He's a pretty good fucking horseman. You see what he did to Flying Brian? To be fair, the cage was barely as tall as Sid. That, that's that, that, that's a construction issue. You, you, you got to talk to Virgil Runnels about that. <laughs> He's too busy wearing polka dots right now. I can't talk to him. That's right, baby. Um, okay, so I think we're all set. We all are all set. Who, who did yep. get booked? Oh, God. 
Uh, who didn't get booked? Okay, hold on. Let's go through this list. Just, here, just use the Google Doc. Don't try to navigate that solely.org list. Um, I That's why North. I made the Google Doc. <laughs> Jason, Jason, you go through the Google Doc uh, just because it's not in front of me. Uh, Abdullah the Butcher. Oh, fuck. The Soul Man Al Green. No thanks. Bob Orton Jr. Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker, Fidel Sierra, Gary Hart. James Earl Wright, Joey Mags, Mark Young, Missy Hyatt, Norman the Lunatic, Ole Anderson, Ricky Santana, Rip Rip Morgan, uh, Scott Gator Hall, Sir, <laughs> <laughs> Sir Oliver Humperdink, Tony Shavato, and Woman. Woman. You could have you still had an opportunity to use Gary Hart, Matt. Would that invalidate your trade then if drafting is still going? No. No. You can pick him up nah. as a free agent. You can pick him up as a free agent. I'm good. Like I didn't take Woman with Doom. I didn't take Gary Hart with Muda. I I don't. I think the unrestricted free agent rule after the draft is done with that, like to to make you to build up your card a little more, like the the Jason Diagostino rule. I would be totally fine with the what rule? The Jason Diagostino rule. There's a rule for me now. <laughs> Well, every time we adapt, and it's the uh, and it's the unrestricted free agent rule. Uh, of course, man, eh, there's no bad pick. I will take woman for that. Okay, okay, all right. Well, then I'll then I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Abby, and um, I need a I need a body for him to kill. <laughs> you do have Tom Zink now. I do have Tom Zink. Uh, normal lunatic. All right. Okay, those are my unrestricted free agents. Now it's like the real draft. Any unrestricted free agents, Jason? Nope, I'm good. Okay. All right. All, all right. So, so we'll uh, fill our cards. Yep, yeah, and we'll let you listen to some words from this, from some other podcasts, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Hey, friends, Chris O'Mealy here, and if you're into nerd culture like I am, then you'll love my show, The Nerd Table airing every Monday morning at 7 a.m. on the CKCC radio channel. Eric Flores, Dan Peck, and myself discuss everything from movies, TV shows, video games, music, sports, and more while we tell hilarious stories, interview interesting people, and just have fun conversations about the things we enjoy. Check us out every Monday at 7 a.m. on CKCC radio. And if you're a fan of The Simpsons, CKCC Radio delivers the Stupid Sexy Podcast every Friday evening as Dan Peck and I review every episode of The Simpsons ever. All this and many other great shows can be found on CKCC Radio. Listen to us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Hi, this is Anthony from the IWEP Network. We're a collection of weekly podcasts that vary in all different types of topics. We can be found on all social media, as well as any podcast or music app that you may use, as well as YouTube. We go live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch every Friday and Sunday. Here's a lineup of our five shows that you may be interested in. Interviews with Everyday People. Interviews and conversations on a positive note and just getting to know each other. Everyone has a story. Bangin' Beers podcast. Beer reviews, hanging out with some friends, and much more. Truth behind illusion. Are you into ghosts, monsters, conspiracy theories, and more? Then this show will be for you. 
Tornado Tag Podcast. Pro wrestling stories, news, and show reviews. We love supporting indie wrestling, so come check us out. Not Cool in High School Podcast, a pop culture show where we cover movies, television, comic books, and video games. A weekly topic, so come hang out with us. We would love to hear from you. Follow us on all social media, and we'll see you soon. It's the most successful independent wrestling promotion of this generation. It's the place where the stars of today made their name. Now get the inside story of Ring of Honor from those that lived it with an honorable mention. Join Ring of Honor alumni Shane Hagedorn and his co-host Jeff Schwartz as they break down a classic Ring of Honor event every Tuesday and get the -the behind-the-scenes scoop and inside stories that you won't hear anywhere else. An honorable mention, available every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platforms. For exclusive bonus content, plus early ad-free access to every show, check out patreon.com slash an honorable pod. Episode 7 of the VA Show, back with you here on CKCC Radio. Matt and Chris, Jason D'Agostino from Nine Other Sports Podcast, and my door closing because I just let the dog back in. There you go. We are tackling the subject of 1989 NWA WCW, and per tradition, the guest always announces their card first, so Jason, you are up. You know, Matt, we have the 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 guest always goes first, and then they always win. <laughs> like I'm realizing, maybe this is the the wrong way to do it. I'll go last. No, that's no, no, fine. No, I'm, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. You may be onto something, Chris, but Jason, you go. You're up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So my card is going to be the New York Knockout Clash of the Champions at in Troy, New York at the RPI Fieldhouse. Troy, New York? Huh. The show opens with Jim Ross and Bob Caudle talking about the main event for tonight's show as Paulie dangerously has promised a mystery team will take on the Steiners and win the NWA Tag Team Championship. Uh, the opening match is going to be Shane Douglas versus Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer. Uh... This is easy work for Buzz Sawyer. Six minutes, he beats Shane with a running power slam. Just completely eats him alive, as Buzz Sawyer was known to do to young enhancement and up-and-coming talent. Um, the second match on my card is going to be Flying Brian Pillman versus Cactus Jack Manson. It's going to be a, a, a back-and-forth match, um, because these two always had really good chemistry. Uh, Pillman will get the win with a flying drop kick 12 minutes into the match. Uh... My third match is going to be a bad street fight match. Oh. <laughs> the fabulous, <laughs> the fabulous way Is it like, is it a street fight that's on bad street or is it a street fight that's bad? That's up to you to interpret. <laughs> it's a bad, bad street fight. <laughs> it's a uh, bad, bad street street fight. <laughs> I literally said it just to get the reaction for both of you. The uh, max you can get is the bad, bad street street fight. <laughs> we are all fight, so fight. punchy. I know. It's way too late. Don't roll, roll the road. Don't podcast at like nearly midnight, guys. <laughs> I do it every other Friday. Um. All right, the third match is going to be a bad street fight match between the fabulous Freebirds of Gordy Hayes and Jimmy Jam Garvin against the Samoan SWAT team of Samu Fatu and Samoan Savage. Uh, going to be a classic NWA uh, street fight match. 
Uh, it's going to end with Terry Gordy hitting Samu with a stiff clothesline at 16 minutes into the match for the free birds to get the win. Uh, my fourth match on the card is going to be for the United States title. It's going to be Sting taking on champion Lex Luger. Uh, Lex, Lex is going to cheat to win 20 minutes in, placing his feet on the ropes to get the win from Sting. Uh, Sting's going to be obviously upset. The referee didn't see it. Teddy Long dropped the ball. Uh, Sting and Luger brawl to the back, and the show goes to commercial. Okay. Okay. Uh, and my main event will be the Steiners versus Pauly Dangerously's mystery team. So the Steiners come out to the ring to welcome to the jungle, carrying the NWA World Tag Team titles. Um, next out will be Pauly Dangerously, who runs to the ring and rudely grabs the microphone from Gary Michael Capetta. He tells the Steiners that this will be by far the toughest competition they've ever faced. They don't know who these guys are. They're the greatest team in professional wrestling today. And out comes Brett the Hitman Hart and Jim the Anvil Nightheart. The crowd is completely stunned. Jim Ross doesn't know what to do. Bob Cottle's completely confused. <laughs> and he... And he doesn't know why the Hart Foundation is there. <laughs> he just knows so. He's like, who are these bums? <laughs> why are these guys wearing pink? Sorry. That was, <laughs> that, was <laughs> that was not as bad as you think it was. Uh, somewhere Art Donovan pops up and says, how are these guys weighing? The Hearts and the Steiners have, have what we would now consider an instant classic match. Uh, clearly, both teams equally... In, in, in skill, uh, Anvil matches up really great with Rick. Brett matches up really great with Scott. Uh, late into the match, both teams are just brawling in the ring. It's breaking down. It's, bo- it's Gonzo Bonzo. Uh, Nick Patrick's lost all total control. Uh, the Anvil dumps Scott outside the ring. Nick Patrick turns his attention to look at, at Scott from outside the ring, checking on him. Paul Lee slides in, hits Rick with the, the, the phone. Nick Patrick turns around. The hearts are hitting Rick with the heart attack. One, two, three. The Heart Foundation are the World Tag Team Champions 28 minutes into the match. Whoa. Changing the belts. To the wild card, no less. Well done. Thank you. Say, definitely cha- definitely uh, setting a precedent here. Okay. All right. That was, uh, that was, uh, that was a hell of a card. But, uh, no match for what I got, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is this this is one of those takes place in an alternate universe situation, you know. So from the Mecca Arena in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, we have Great America Bash '89. So we have a we we get the fans are going to file in. They're going to get a dark match of the Dragon Master taking on Ranger Ross. Going to go 15 minute draw, you know. Get the get the, get the Veins pumping, all the people, stuff like that. So our first match out the gate with our fun, unrestricted free agents is uh, Abdul the Butcher taking on Norman the Lunatic. Uh, this match is here to get the people on their feet, and uh, the match ends at about nine minutes when uh, Norman the Lunatic uh, takes all he stands, he can't stand no more, and takes a wooden chair, and he busts it right over Abdul the Butcher's head and uh, gets DQ'd from there. And it horse collars around Abby's neck, and Abby doesn't go down, and these guys end up brawling to the back. Oh, my earbud came out. 
Okay. All right. Uh, next match is, uh, I guess, will you be considered your popcorn match? Uh, Z-Man taking on Kendall, uh, Kendall Wyndham. Uh, a considerably short match. Z-Man gets a little bit of offense, but Kendall's too much form and beats him with a lariat in about seven minutes, uh, rendering the Z-Man useless. So we get, so we move on to, uh, one of the first marquee matches of the night of, uh, one of four marquee matches of the night. We have, uh, the skyscraper himself, Sid Vicious, taking on the junkyard dog. A uh, little bit of a styles clash here, but two two very big men uh, battling a lot of big guy big guy spots, you know, a lot of uh, test the string stuff like that. But when push comes to shove, JYD is uh, is a vet, and Sid is still a little bit of a greenhorn, and uh, JYD is able to thump him at 12 minutes and pick up the victory. So now we move on to uh, the marquee parts of this card. So we are in uh we are in Milwaukee, which is an AWA stronghold, and we have Larry Zabisco walking out, one arm the AWA world heavyweight champion, and the other arm the Western States Heritage NWA champion. Larry Zabisco is gonna be taking on none other than the Iron Sheik for both belts tonight. Now we are we are here in Zabisco, yeah, he, I don't, I, I know Zabisco for a long time has played, uh, a little bit of the, uh, of the bad guy here, but you know what? He's, he's, he hasn't taken on the, the evil, uh, Iranian who comes out and belittles the people and is, uh, and thinks everybody here in Milwaukee is just stupid and he spits on them. He goes, ha, and spits on them. Uh, and Larry's like, you, you take the bad name of these people, Milwaukee, out of your mouth. You know, this is this is the the area I love. We are in western states right now. We're west of the Mississippi. And I mean, uh kinda. Um he's like, so these these two guys battle on and um Larry Zabisco, always the uh the Olympian of uh stalling. So he 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 uh Jason, I don't think he knows. Another one of my favorite matches is Larry Zabisco taking on Steve Regal from Slambury '94. If you've oh, never seen, their oh, feud was it. awesome. Oh yeah, it was fantastic. You ever seen that Slambury match? Yes. Oh, a work of art. Uh, so this is like the Zabisco that I think of. You know, uh, not so much the, the Healy kind. Um, so uh, they go back and forth, and Sheiky Baby gets the the upper hand for a little while. Uh, until Larry starts firing back as the double champion would. And he gets him down, and we're about at the 15-minute mark, and Larry Zabisco's like, you know what? You disrespected all these people. It's time to show you a little, or to to bring you around to some respect. Larry Zabisco flips the Iron Sheik over onto his belly, and he applies the camel clutch to the Iron Sheik, doing his own move. At 15 minutes, the Iron Sheiks, uh, gives up to his own move. Larry Zabisco continues to be your AWA and NWA Western States Heritage Champion. Uh, the crowd is going banana at this point. And, um, uh, coming out to celebrate are the Crusher and the Bruiser, uh, who, uh, who understand what's going on. Crusher and Bruiser are hometown boys. You know, these guys are the, these guys are the kings. The kings of polka, the kings of everything here in Milwaukee. And, uh, then these two, 
dicks come out in the varsity club. Uh, so, and, and Rotunda, so Rotunda was, uh, a Syracuse guy. And I'm trying to think, what, what, Kevin Sullivan, what was his, what was his, um, college? It was, uh, Singapore, clearly. No, wasn't it like a bot, like Boston College or something like that? Give me a second, I'm working on it. I, I was gonna say, I'm like, help me! Cause, I, cause, I, cause it was Michigan for Rick Steiner, and it was, uh, Syracuse for Rotunda. I'm you know. gonna have to say Boston because I'm not seeing anything concrete. All right, so so yeah, Boston College. Okay, you know, would my luck be like Rutgers or something stupid? Um, you know, and they're 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 touting their uh, their supremacy over here, and again, they are uh, uh, disrespecting the 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 people, the the simple folk of Milwaukee. You know, the 1989 folk of Milwaukee. And Crusher and Bruiser, they're not taking this anymore. And Larry lets them go. And, uh, we have ourselves an impromptu little brawl between the varsity club and the Crusher and the Bruiser. And it's, and it's pure six between these guys. It's a, it's a Donnybrook, as they would call it. And, uh, <clears throat> the Crusher and Bruiser is not the first, it's not the first little scrap they've been in, you know, but they realize these guys are crafty and, uh, they, they do their best and they're older guys too. You know, they're, they're not spring chickens. So. They do the best they can uh, until they, they finally get a little bit of an opening. They get the upper hand, and the bruiser takes Mike Rotunda. He puts him in a full Nelson, and the crusher comes with the stomach claw and, and claws Mike Rotunda's belly, and he drops him down, and his shoulders go down for the three, and the crusher and the bruiser pull goes away back to the, uh, back to the dressing room. And that was our semi-main event. So we are at our main event, which is the reason why we are all here tonight. It is the Great American Bash. And much like other great, great American bashes, we are having ourselves a little war games tonight. So the premise of the war games is that Randy Rose and Dennis Condry have, uh, uh, in this alternate universe, have joined up with Jim Cornette. They have, uh, they understand that, uh, you know, a nation divided, you know, cannot, cannot stand and all come under one banner of this Midnight Express, Sweet Stan Lane, Bobby and Dennis Condry, Randy Rose. They're all the Midnight Express. There's no reason to fight over it. They're the best. They're the, they're the greatest of all time. And they, uh, they take, and they take umbrage with, uh, you know, with, uh, other, other folks and Ric Flair's not having this. Ric Flair's the NWA heavyweight champion. And he understands. He's like, look, you guys are, you guys are well and great, you know, but you guys are well and great as a team. You know, individuals can't, you know, can't do the same thing that I've done. And they're like, oh yeah, well, you got no friends anymore. Arn and Tully, they're over, they're up north, you know, Barry Windham, he's somewhere. You know, you're, you're all alone there, bud. And, uh, over the next few weeks, Ric Flair's like, oh yeah, if you got a, you guys got a big mouth, I can, I could take on the four of you with three other of my friends. And, uh, they set up this War Games match with the full Midnight Express taking on Ric Flair and his friend Terry Funk, his friend Rick Steamboat, and his friend Tommy Rich, all former NWA champions. 
So we have those guys taking on those guys. And I could get into the, I can get into the, the idiosyncrasies of war games. So I'll just do it like this. Uh, first in is Steamboat. First in is, uh, Bobby Eaton. Uh, Midnight Twin. Uh, then Stan Lane. Then Tommy Rich. And then Dennis Condry. And then Terry Funk. And then Randy Rose. And then Ric Flair. Now they're all in! They're all in <laughs> war games. They're doing it. They're, they're getting the fights. And, uh, when, uh, push comes to shove, once they're all in, Ric Flair straps on the figure four to Dennis Condry. And Dennis has to, uh, give up. And he, or he, um, it's, it's war games. It's, uh, uh, it's, uh, oh, what's the, what's, what's the, fr- he, the same phrase we used? You have to give up Submit or, or have, surrender. Sur- he surrenders. Surrenders to the figure four. And the NWA champions are victorious here at the Great American Bash. Right. Also, Dick Victory was, were pretty good on commentary too. They were, they were coached by Bob Cottle and Lance Wilson. <laughs> They're very respectful. <laughs> and speaking of Lance Russell, you can see him, uh, ah. Gordon Soley, ah. um, at my Omni House Show. We are looking at December 1989. Okay. And we open with Doom, still in the masks, managed by women, taking on Bobby Fulton and Tommy Rogers, the Fantastics. What a good match that would be. And it starts out hot. Um, Fantastics get the upper hand. Uh, Doom does shortly take over, and they just use their power to beat the Fantastics up, as you would expect. Um, Tides turn back to the Fantastics. Um, Looks like they're about to get the win, and they knock Doom number two out of the ring, who is the legal man. Uh, woman runs over to check on Doom number two, and while she is, she slips him a foreign object that he puts into his mask. He rolls back into the ring, headbutts Tommy Rogers, who's the legal man, for the one, two, three. Oh, man. What nice. A, I like that a lot. That runs about 10 minutes. We move on to match number two. Uh, to spotlight Bam Bam Bigelow uh, as he takes on Rip Rogers. And this is a bit of an extended squash. Bam Bam goes up with the moonsault four minutes in. Okay. But it's nice. Very, very one-sided. Um, all Bam Bam on offense. Rip Rogers can't get anything going. Bam Bam is just too big, too fast. And gets the win very easily. We move on to match number three, where we see Dr. Death Steve Williams take on Dick Murdoch. Oh, nice. And this one is what Jim Ross would call a slobber knock for two a T. And these two are just brawling and they're beating the hell out of each other. And at eight minutes, they brawl to the back and the match ends in a double count out. Oh, lame. They can't be controlled. They can't be stopped. They're just throwing bombs. Okay, can I chime in quick? Yeah. They had a fun brawl in UWF in 87. 
Okay, so just pretend that the, pretend that this is that. <laughs> it just, I, I hadn't thought about that for years, and then you said that. I'm like, oh, they did work together. <laughs> also, two guys who I'm sure work together will now be um, our first half main event for the house show for the NWA World Television title, The Great Muda Defending Against Hot Stuff, Eddie Gilbert. Oh, there you go. That's a good first half main. Yep. And... Gilbert gets some shine in, but really this is more of a showcase for Muda as everything was in 1989. Muda is the next big thing in wrestling, and Eddie Gilbert puts up a, a, a hell of a fight. But eventually, Muda sees Bam Bam earlier and says, oh, you think you can do a moonsault? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and great Muda one-ups Bam Bam Bigelow with his own moonsault, which is infinitely better because he's the great Muda, and wins in 10. At least we don't want Gary Hart didn't show up. It's just, it was was a house show. Yeah. Yeah. Muda didn't need him. Muda didn't didn't need him anyway. I mean, I mean, for promos he did, but other than that. I could have used him with the Dragon Master. Yeah, you probably could have. Yeah, well, I was in the dark, so. So, match five, come back from intermission, and I hope you are back quickly from getting your getting your snacks or your merch, because Danny Spivey destroys Johnny Ace in 90 seconds. <laughs> Love it. Uh, and this is exactly, exactly what it is. It's Dan Spivey. It's a showcase for Spivey in front of the Omni audience, which is a big deal. Johnny Ace is nothing in this match. He gets no offense at all. Oh, he's missing his partner. Well, he's he's off doing other things. Ah, Match number six, (laughs) our semi-main event, sees in tag team action the Road Warriors against the British Bulldogs. Oh, Jesus. God damn. (laughs) Damn. That's a Haas match right there. Fucking A. And this is one of the two matches that I had a really hard time booking a finish for. But I think I finally got there. This well, yeah, is not the, the fucking the Road Warriors aren't gonna do a job and you know, the fucking bull the fucking uh dynamite ain't doing no job. Jesus. Dynamite and a rhesus monkey hormone hopped up hawk would be just scary to watch. And it is as they start the match. <laughs> And um they're it's very even. It's a very even match back and forth. And it looks like the Bulldogs are going to win. Dynamite goes up for the diving headbutt. Misses. Animal picks him up right into the Doomsday device. And the LOD picks up the win over the British Bulldogs in 12 minutes. Hold on, let's think about this. At what time, where could have the Bulldogs and LOD could have paired up? Um, Probably Japan? Japan, because right after the Bulldogs signed with Vince, they jumped ship from New Japan, who had a deal with with Vince, to go to All Japan, which that was also where the Road Warriors were working at the time. Oh, my God. Did did, If if this match never happened, travesty. My knowledge of 80s Japan is not that good, so I can't say if it did or didn't. We should have done this when Duge was on. Not that we could have booked LOD or the Bulldogs at that point, but that's okay. <laughs> 1982, yeah. <clears throat> so that has concluded with the Road Warriors up. 
we head to our main event, which is the number one contendership for the NWA World Heavyweight title. Making his way to the ring first is J.J. Dillon, who is going to be in a neutral corner as the two top contenders, number two and three in the world, Arn Anderson and Barry Windham, both horsemen, go one-on-one to determine the number one contender to Ric Flair, who was elsewhere this night. Jeez. This is is why you put it in December. Yeah, because Arn is back. Arn is back, right. Yep. See, our timelines, they mix together. Arn is gone. And right now, Ric Flair's probably having a feud with either Funk or Steamboat or Tommy Rich. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Say Tommy Rich so he could just win. (laughs) Definitely Tommy Rich. So... This match starts out slow. Uh, they're taking their time with each other. They're showing each other the, the respect that they should as members of the Horsemen. As the match goes on, though, they're getting a bit more heated. And as we're heading into the 15-minute mark, they are just throwing punches back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. JJ gets up on the apron. He's like, guys, stop it. <laughs> we, we are all Horsemen. We are together. This is not how we settle things. Arn is like, yes, you're right. Barry Windham's like, yes, you're right. Um, Arn is talking to uh, Arn is talking to JJ, which allows Barry Windham to go up behind him and schoolboy him for the one, two, three. There you go. That's the that's the finish that it should have been. Um, so Barry Windham becomes the number one contender to Ric Flair, which works out more than Arn playing face because Barry played face with Flair and they did their 60 minutes around, around the loop a couple times. Yeah. That worldwide match is still, still amazing. And they shake hands and leave together as horsemen. And that ends the night at the Omni. Oh, good night. The Omni. Good night. Good, good, good shows all around everybody. Definitely. Now it's up to you, the listeners of the A show. Uh, head to at the A show on CKCC on Twitter and vote for who you think had the best card. Jason, plug some stuff, will you? Yeah. Uh, so this, well, the same week this comes out, uh, my show, the Not Other Sports podcast, will come out with our newest episode. Uh, a little teaser here. Uh, you mentioned last uh, last show about our third period, uh, so I'll hit with that right away. Uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about weird, unusual, and obscure sports in our third period topic. Um, so that's hosted by myself and my best friend David, a little background. Uh, it started as an excuse for us just to kind of hang out on, on Zoom during the pandemic because we really don't get to see each other anymore. Uh, and it just kind of turned into a podcast <laughs> where we talk about sports. Um, you can find that wherever you get your podcasts, and we also now have a video component to the show on YouTube. Um, real quick, I will be starting a or be part of a new podcast launching at the end of the month. It's going to be under the umbrella of the Baseball Together podcast family. It is going to be the Philly Baseball Together podcast. Myself mm. and my co-host Tori are going to be speaking once a month about just the Phillies. Uh, our favorite things about the Phillies for that month are hopes, our fears, our dreads uh, for the season uh, from March until whenever the Phillies decide that their season's over. <laughs> ha! <laughs> you, I knew uh, that pop, Matt. <laughs> do you, uh, 
So how far does the does the Philly fandom go? Are you uh, uh you do the Eagles stuff? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you're an Eagles fan, right? Uh, okay. So football's an interesting thing because I've learned from playing fantasy football I can't have a favorite team. Aha! Because I will inevitably end up rooting against them. Yeah, that's why I'm that's why I'm so terrible at fantasy football. <laughs> uh so I can I can be really good at fantasy football. I always come up short in the championship game, or if I'm in a league with my wife, I lose to her in the semifinals. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. I understand. No, it's not even I, I purposely lose. She's just better at fantasy football than I am. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, oh okay. So this is so sidebarring, and that's what we do on my podcast all the time. Um, so the snow game, the, the, Phils, or the, the Eagles against the Lions. Yes. I had Stafford as my quarterback, playing her oh. in the semifinals. Good Lord. I mean, at least, uh, I mean, it's not like the other guy had Shady on, uh, I mean, like, he fucking tore it up, like, who knows how many, how many yards. Yeah, this is a sidebar. We can take, we can talk this off. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> but I knew you'd understand as soon as I said that game and who my quarterback was, you'd know exactly why oh, I yeah. lost. <laughs> I was a Quaker steak lube. I was like, and she's getting fucking crazy. <laughs> she's like, that's great. <laughs> so, yeah. anyway, we will also talk now about the shows that are on CKCC Radio. That includes uh, coming out two hours before us on Monday mornings, The Nerd Table. Uh, we have Jay Bunny's Music Hub. It looks to me like that is an interview show with musicians. I unfortunately don't have a whole ton of background on that. Um, I also do have By the Numbers, which alternates weeks with this show. Last week was Brute Van Slyke. Next week is a combination of people that I've only had a couple matches with. So it would be Adina Steele, Tommy Vex, and Johnny Toxic all joining the show. Such a cool idea doing that. That way. Um, I, I don't want to just have, like, Brad and Eric, who I've had, like, 730 matches with. I want to get, I want to get as many people as I can. So right. Getting RJR on. Um, talking about the time he wrestled Madam Cole and beat him. Um, that's, <laughs> I, actually, I'm, I'm going to have to do that now. Um, get, what, get, Adam Cole and, get Adam Cole on the podcast? Yeah, I'll get Adam Cole. Be like, tell me about the time you lost to RJR in East Stroudsburg. I'll be like, Matt, why do we have to talk about this? And I'll be like, okay, tell me about the time that DJ Hyde said that you killed the town. (laughs) Like, Matt, I'm a little busy. (laughs) It's just like you cold calling him and being like, hey, Adam, you're on the show. And he's like, what's going on, Matt? (laughs) Hey, long time no talk. Have you been? Good to hear from you, friend. I'll be like, yeah, so let's talk about um, (laughs) DJ... DJ Hyde berating you in front of an entire locker room saying that you killed the town. And, and he's, uh, just suddenly, he's just suddenly like, you'll never understand how dark of a day that was. <laughs> or the next thing you hear is me going, hello? Yeah. Hello? <laughs> Click. <laughs> also on CKCC Radio, you can check out the Motivational Moves podcast, the Ranking Tracks podcast, the Bored to Death binge cast, which I think is still doing... Um, I think they're doing WandaVision, right? Uh, are they still doing WandaVision? I'm looking right now. Tomorrow is, um, tomorrow is the final episode, and uh, I'm prepared to hurt again. I have watched none of it, so I can't speak to that. Um, 
the Stupid Sexy podcast. They are currently up to the final episode of season two, um, where uh, Mr. Burns is riddled with hypo hypohemia. I feel like. Oh yeah. Okay, so that's right. I'm reading the description off the website. And only Bart's rare blood type can save him. Oh, right. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch that now, actually. Um, also, the Race Nerd podcast. And there is the uh, Paranormal Activity podcast as well. Real Paranormal Talk. All here on CKCC Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. There's also our podcast, Adjacent Friends, on the soon-to-be-named network. And that would include the Wednesday Night War podcast with Juge and Brett. That would be At Odds with Wrestling with Adam and Joe Sposto. Um, lots of jokes made today. And a, a group chat we have going for the next episode of this show about how Adam cannot book seven Alexa Bliss versus Alexa Bliss matches <laughs> on the episode. Uh, uh, I saw that I saw that chat group going on. I'm like, oh, man, why do I have to work and, like, be work. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and we'll talk about that episode here momentarily. Um, also, Longbox Heroes and the Final Wrestling Place podcast, which just wrapped up their uh, most recent season, putting Vince McMahon, I believe they said, Bad Place Hall of Fame. Uh, check it out for yourself and listen. And then Tim and Marcus also have the Viewer's Choice podcast after every pay-per-view uh, where you can vote and decide, uh, or they they present it like a court case, right? And and um, they present both sides of the argument about why the pay per view was good or bad. So that's an interesting topic. Make sure you check that out. And then of course Irish Kevin Rick with the Hooligans of Pops, and we have already plugged Jason mostly by having him on the show. Yes. Thank you again. Um, <laughs> of course. Um, and then you also heard some commercials for the Honorable Mention podcast with Shane Hagedorn and Jeff Schwartz. Shane Hagedorn being Chris Decker's mortal enemy for no reason whatsoever. Uh, only in between the years of 2007 and 2018. And uh, and then I found out he was a pretty fucking cool-ass guy. And uh, I challenged Shane Hagedorn to come on here so he can draft 2004 Ring of Honor. <laughs> Ooh. We're going to have Matt Turner eventually, and I know we want to do 2007 Ring of Honor with him. Yes, yes. That's per my request. I want to do Ring of Honor 2007. Yes. And then also check out the IWEP network. You heard about all their shows uh, previously during their commercial. Next episode here on the the A-Show, we're not really sure the topic yet because it's going to depend on some factors, but the be at least two members of the soon to be named network joining us and the topic is to be determined based on availability it may be 2000 wcw and it may be something else and we're just going to leave it at that yeah we'll just leave it at that and it's not going to be seven matches between alexa bliss and alexa bliss <laughs> um i can tell you that tim from final wrestling place is one of the confirmed guests from Soon to Be Named Network and Adam Van from the greatest, por- greatest podcast ever recorded, Porch Talk, and <laughs> At Odds with Wrestling is also slated to join us based on availability. So it will be the Soon to Be Named Network players and me and Chris, and we're going to be booking something 
That may involve like some list cardboard cutouts. We'll find out. <laughs> All right, Jason. It's twenty after twelve at night. Not for you listening because uh, this comes out at nine o'clock on Monday morning. Yeah, but. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. I had a blast. Uh, thank you for both having me on. Thanks for uh, waiting. There's, there's, there's a lot of waiting that's happened these last two days. Dude, I like I said in, in the group chat, work co- that comes first, man. That's Yeah. Uh. Um, it's going to be Chris's busy season. Yes. So, uh, I knew, I don't think I even explained to you guys what that, what's happened to me, but off air, off air, off air. Yes. So please go to the Twitter at the A show on CKCC. For Chris, for Jason, my name is Matt, and we will see you back here in two weeks with the soon to be named network players. 